Through innovation, academic excellence, and family-centered clinical care, Children's Mercy Kansas City is transforming outcomes for children around the world. Welcome to the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host, Dr. Michael Smith. Our topic today is innovative interventions for children with type 1 diabetes. I have two guests today. I have Dr. Mark Clements. He is a pediatric endocrinologist at Children's Mercy Kansas City, and Dr. Susanna Patton. She is a pediatric psychologist and professor of pediatrics at the University of Kansas Medical School. Dr. Clements, Dr. Patton, welcome to the show. So, Dr. Clements, let's start with you. You know, let's just kind of run through what are some of those common challenges that we face when we're trying to, to treat and control type 1 diabetes? And, and, and what are the opportunities then with some of the new technologies? Sure. Uh, so type 1 diabetes is a really unique disease among pediatric diseases because the youth and their families are uh, faced with feeling generally well uh, most days, but being told that they have to engage in quite a few self-care behaviors that other kids uh, their their age and in their school grade uh, don't don't have to engage in and you know it's it's really difficult when you feel pretty well to uh, be told that you have to check your blood glucose you know six to ten times a day and you have to inject insulin um, or or push some buttons on your insulin pump multiple times a day and you have to count all the carbohydrates in your food uh, I think that uh, I, I read a study once that suggested that there were uh, you know, well over 40 distinct uh, self-care behaviors that people have to engage in with type 1 diabetes. Uh, the other problem that we face is that our diabetes education right now uh, is really one size fits all. And uh, we know that families uh, who are caring for a three-year-old face different unique developmental challenges compared to families who have a 13-year-old, for instance, or boys versus girls. Uh, and And so, uh, we really see a number of opportunities to uh, try to reach outside of our clinic and help improve uh, health uh, uh, care, uh, self-care behaviors in the home and also to create a uh, set of diabetes interventions that are more tailored to the unique uh, issues that families face. Right. And so, Dr. Patton, then that, um, that's brought about then this uh, collaboration, right, between the University of Kansas uh, School of Medicine and Children's Mercy Kansas City. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that collaboration? What are the goals? So I think there is this opportunity for a natural collaboration, uh, specifically uh, between myself and Dr. Clements. We both had an interest in uh, diabetes technologies and, and in particular how families are using different diabetes devices in their daily management. We both had an interest in glucose variability and how that impacts daily functioning as well as long-term outcomes. Um, I have particular expertise in terms of behavior management, and since so much of diabetes uh, involves helping families learn and then adhere to a fairly, as Dr. Clements described it, fairly difficult uh, daily self-care regimen, there's a lot of questions and a lot of ways that we uh, might be able to intervene to help support these uh, new self-care behaviors and, and help families to maintain those self-care behaviors. And then certainly Dr. Clements has the expertise and the knowledge about how uh, diabetes is changing not just um, what the current picture of treatment is, but then what are the, what's the treatment going to be six months to a year down the line so we can also be thinking um, on how to begin to continue to innovate in our research as well as innovate in the care that we provide um, or treatments we provide to families. 
So, Dr. Clement, how many projects are actually involved in this collaboration? Well, on the surface, I would say three, but I think that Susanna and I actually have uh, probably more than 10 projects together, uh, if you if you count all of the um, small health outcomes projects that uh, we're doing to try to gain foundational knowledge that will drive future intervention development. Well, if we look at it from, you know, if we if it's easier to talk then about uh, these projects in, in the groups of three that you mentioned, go through the first one um, that you guys are working on there. Yeah, so so uh, I'll describe the Tackle Type 1 Diabetes Project. And, you know, Tackle Type 1 Diabetes uh, came out of some insights that Susanna and I gained in looking at Children's Mercy's own uh, health outcomes data in the Diabetes Center. And we found a signal that suggested that uh, school-age children are experiencing a deterioration in their blood sugar control uh, during the first two years after their diagnosis. And this was a little bit surprising to us because uh, we we know that as the honeymoon period of type 1 diabetes wears off, that uh, all youth will experience um, an increased need for insulin, and that as children uh, become adolescents and go through puberty, that they'll experience an increased need for insulin. But we couldn't explain the unique finding that we found in 5 to 10-year-olds uh, that uh, uh, showed a deterioration. And so we started to hypothesize that uh, the children taking over some aspects of their self-care each day, checking their own blood glucose, injecting their own insulin, might uh, provide an explanation. And so we decided to collect foundational data by looking at uh, s- some detailed information about the parent and the child, um, you know, how, uh, how they think, um, how, how they behave, and how that relates to their engagement with their therapy over the first two years, and uh, how both of those then relate to their blood sugar control over time. So in that project, um, when you look at that age group, that what you said oh, a five to ten-year-olds, so we see this, this deterioration there. Uh, are, are you linking this more back to compliance, and, 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 or, or is there something physiologic going on? Well, even further back, actually, we're, we're linking it to things like... Uh, um, uh, parent depression, uh, you, you know, parent oh. stress, uh, child executive functioning, uh, you know, how, 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 the, uh, how the child cognitively uh, processes information. Uh, and, uh, you know, Dr. Patton is really the, uh, the expert in this area in type 1 diabetes uh, and is recognized worldwide for her work in, in this. And so I think uh, the goal is to take this information find those factors that predict deterioration in blood sugar control, and then develop specific interventions that tries to change those, uh, uh, those behaviors. Yeah. Dr. Patton, would you like to share with us um, another one of the projects that you're working on? Absolutely. So another project that we have that's underway is a project that's it's all uh, telemedicine-based, video-based telemedicine. So we are delivering video-based with a, either through uh, a tablet, a phone, or through the computer, uh, intervention to families in their home, and uh, we can. And it's all focused on working with parents of young kids. So these would be kids who are between the ages of one and six years old, and they have type one diabetes. And what we're working on is helping families to reduce their fear of hypoglycemia. So in the larger literature, one of the things that we have, Dr. Clemens and I, have consistently measured as a potential barrier to tight glycemic control, especially in our younger kids 
is parents' fear of hypoglycemia, the fear that their child will have a low blood sugar that could be very severe, that could cause um, other health complications. And because their child's so little, um, the child may not be able to recognize those symptoms. The child may not be able to communicate those symptoms as well to their parents. And so the parents also have that fear that, that they may miss the, the, all right. the signs and the symptoms. Um, and so what happens is that families then run their blood sugar, their child's blood sugar a little bit higher because if your blood sugar is a little bit higher, then it reduces your risk. Um, so we're working with families, um, as I said, with this telemedicine uh, intervention to um, help them reduce their fear and help them think about other more uh, proactive or, or better management strategies. So other strategies to manage their child's blood glucose without having to resort to running it high or, or um, perhaps under-treating. Uh, their child's blood glucose. So, you know, obviously, um, there's a there's a lot of um, projects going on, and this is a much larger, I think, collaboration than even I um, originally um, thought. So, what I'd like to do maybe is to back this up a little bit and start with you, Doctor Clements, and just like what would you like physicians and practitioners and even family members and and, and kids to know about these new innovative interventions for type 1 diabetes? Sure. So I think a lot of the work that Susanna and I are doing together um, recognizes that patients and families really only spend about 0.03% of their waking lives in clinic with us. And it's really difficult to imagine we can have a big impact on their behaviors in caring for diabetes at home if we rely only on those contacts in clinic four times a year. And so if we really want to have an impact, we really need digital health strategies and um, uh, sort of health system interventions that help us to reach out to families between clinic visits uh, and give them feedback on how they're doing and and make suggestions uh, for how they can improve care at home uh, based on the specific behaviors and habits we're seeing form outside of the clinic. Uh, so I, I think that that's the message for healthcare providers is that we've really arrived at an age where digital health isn't a luxury, it's, it's a necessity. And then right. for families, you know, I, I would say that uh, uh, we can't uh, sit in our offices and uh, dream up these uh, interventions without them. So several of our projects are really... Um, gaining insights from talking to parents and children themselves about what they would like to see in diabetes care. And I think it really speaks to a new partnership that is necessary between the healthcare system and, and patients and their families uh, to drive innovation in healthcare in the future. Dr. Patton, what would you like people to know? I think I'd like them to keep in mind that while we focus on and we try very hard to help all of our, our patients with type 1 diabetes achieve a good glycine, um, good HbA1c, which is our measure of glycemic control, there are larger and, and related goals that we also have to keep in mind. So uh, making sure that we're doing a good job assessing for uh, fear of hypoglycemia or other anxiety for parents or for patients, making sure we're doing a good idea, a good job of, uh, of assessing for depression or depressive symptoms for parents and for kids, um, identifying problems with conflict that could be interfering with uh, daily behaviors. I think there are many things that we could be doing in our clinics that will also help to support the ultimate goal of helping these kids be safe and healthy and, and have good tight glycemic control. 
Dr. Clements and Dr. Patton, obviously you guys are doing some very important work, and I want to thank you for doing that. And also, thanks for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy, Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.